0: Hello and welcome to the Road Tube Sports Podcast My name is Harrison Crook And I'm joined as always by my co-host Oliver Gilmore Ollie, how you doing? Doing pretty well H, we're back in our uh,
1: normal format uh, Back in the uh, in-person record So In the studio? Yeah, maybe a bit of a better sound quality But if you saw our uh, studio set up at the moment You wouldn't
0: actually call it a studio But um, We might have to even post that one to our socials Currently Ollie's got uh, his mic Sort of lent and kind of like propped up on a small esky so we are the (laughs) professional podcast uh we're doing things the right way but we hope you enjoy it anyway the um back to our usual sound uh we've got a great episode today for you it is our draft preview our 2023 nfl draft special now because the podcast has been running for so long now um we're actually getting to hit segments that we've done last year and have our second go-round of things. So we hope you really enjoy uh, what we've got planned for today. We're going to do a mock draft of the first 10. We're going to tell you the rest of our picks throughout the rest of the first round. We're going to draft the best number one overall picks of all time of the from the 2000s on. Uh, and we're going to answer a load of mailbag today. So it should be a really good episode. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to
1: it. And we've got a couple of... Um... Things, a couple of things that have progressed recently, H. I'm keen to talk about our little trips that we've done. We've seen a couple of sports to start off the season.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but before we get into those, we quickly better mention the uh, sponsors and mention the socials. So make sure you follow us on all of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Road Trip Sports Pod. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search. Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast yourself, make sure to inquire roadtripsportspodcast at gmail.com via email or you can slide into any of our DMs at pod. Once again, this episode is sponsored by Major Sports Collectibles Australia. Um, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Major Sports Collectibles for any of your collectible need, whether it's jerseys, helmets, whatever you're looking for, you can ask them. They will source it. They've also got a very uh, savvy collection of Items currently on sale. So make sure you check them out at Major Sports Collectibles for all the items that are on sale and make sure to shoot them ADM if there's anything that you would like specifically brought in and they can source a price, they can quote it for you and get it to you. 100%,
1: H. And as I mentioned, we've um, attended a few sports early to start the season. Uh, I think we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I went to a Swans game. Um, I went to the Carlton V Giants game. Um, and I went on a bit of a trip to Melbourne where I tried to get my AFL fixed before it's uh, two sports season and uh, there's no ability to head down there. So that was great as well. You've been to a few sports as well?
0: Yeah, I've been to a bit of, bit of rugby league lately. Um, my partner is a... Um is a Knights member, so uh, get to go to the games with her fairly regularly, um, and we also we're both Swans members as well now. So we went down and uh, and caught the Swans Port Adelaide game. We were right there, like almost dead in line with Oli Florence kick uh, at the end, which fell oh uh, so like so short. It was it was incredible. It was a great atmosphere, but it was a terrible performance by the Swans that day.
1: Yeah. Um- Port had a bit of pressure, and they always struggle against Port for some reason. The Swans Sweet, like so, six in a row, or something like that. Yeah, much like Carlton and Adelaide, as we saw uh, on Thursday night. We we can't win in South Australia. I think we haven't won there in six years or something. like that. That's pretty insane. Um, but yeah, I went to the Good Friday clash between Carlton and North Melbourne. Uh, um, how was that? That was unreal. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a great event, particularly surrounding uh, the foundation uh, for the like the Good Friday appeal. Yeah. Um, for children's hospitals that sort of
0: thing um that was great and we had a question that week about whether that that should be north's thing that should be their thing do you think that that's something that looks set to continue that you'd like to see continue i think so
1: um well a lot of people from Carlton said that it was north that really put on the day i mean it was their home ground a home game and at marvel and they just said that they'd they had done it really really well and oh, I, would, I would agree with that it looked really really good it was well set up um, and really it encompassed the cause it encompassed the game everything was sort of good from start to finish and I thought it was done really well I was glad I could tick that off the bucket list I went to uh the Dogs Richmond which is a close game five points a little bit of back ago now probably a week ago or so and I went to Essendon Giants I was actually a Giants fan for that day um just to oh. get stuck in Essendon <laughs> um it was quite funny when Essendon kicked 22 behinds but they got over the line so I couldn't um couldn't I left the time much. even early, so I was like, I right, we'll beat the traffic." Didn't have as much
0: fun as we did last year at the uh, Essendon getting slacked by the Swans, hey?
1: Yeah, that was a good day, actually.
0: Um, yeah, I've I've seen some great games um, of rugby league lately as well. the um, The Warriors Knights game uh, was one that came to mind, where the yep. Knights just blew them out of the park. Um, that was a really good one too. But yeah, lots of sport. It's been great. I think this is the first like full year where we can like we don't even need to worry about covid it's fully back to normal um it feels normal around the grounds and it's it's absolutely great to be getting to so much sport
1: yeah it does and it does and if, if you get covid from it um what are you yeah, pretty much out of action for a week now there's no week at home mandate anymore it's just when you sort of test negative and you're out and people don't even test anymore mate so you've got to be really crook and yeah. to get it um, absolutely but you know You've got to be really stiff to get it. But, you know, it's uh, progressed now where we're able to attend um, sports. We're able to travel to different places, and that's what we see. A lot of people traveling to gather around, which we'll give our opinion on a bit later with a uh, podcast question.
0: Sounds good. But for the moment, because it is coming up very shortly, uh, this Friday, in fact, is the start of the... Friday, Australian time, sorry, is the start of the NFL draft. So, we've got our mock draft for you. We've got our predictions. We're going to lay out our thoughts on the... uh, The first 10 picks, we're going to go in-depth. We're going to talk about the prospects, give some comps, uh, talk about pros and cons um, of each prospect. We've done a bit of research in this one, so we hope you enjoy this segment. Uh, The rest of the first round, we're just going to have a brief little these are the names, these are who we think uh, will go where uh, and what everyone's looking for. But we're going to get into draft time now and we're going to listen to the lovely draft music as is tradition. With the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. The Carolina Panthers select CJ Stroud, quarterback Ohio State. Absolutely
1: love this pick, H. It's um with new head coach Frank Reich, it's a top priority to develop um the franchise's next star quarterback. Uh, Stroud was a two-time Heisman finalist, but his standout performance in the uh, college football semi-final against Georgia may have been a sign of bigger things to come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback, and for a team that is looking to contend, it seems, potentially, I think that, yeah, I think he's the answer. There's a, it's a weak NFC South. Um, they could have a shot to win the division this year.
1: They sure sure can, and as you sort of mentioned, he is a ready-made prospect, and the question marks aren't so much his ability to start day one, but it's it's what he will become, and yes, he's a work in progress, um, and he could improve with a little bit more experience, but I think he's got the ability with slightly better functional athleticism then guys in the past like your Tours and your Mac Jones and he's very accurate I think the right system could really help him out I know um, DJ Moore won't be there this season for the Panthers but the addition of um, Adam Phelan
0: should do them wonders yeah absolutely Um, now our player comparisons are for CJ Stroud Sort of top end, you're looking at your Dak Prescott's, even Joe Burrow I've seen as a potential comparison. Uh, of course, you've got those higher state links um, between Burrow and Stroud. Uh, however, the the floor um, would be like a Sam Bradford type um, player in the pros. Um, yeah, what do you think, Ole?
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think it is a bit unknown. I think he's got a little bit of a higher floor than people think. Um, the word is that, you know, we haven't seen enough or we've only seen uh, flashes in particular games. But I think he's got a little bit better of a a flaw than a lot of people think. I think a lot of people think that, you know, he's this guy with a massive ceiling, um but with a very, very low floor as well. And I don't think he's... I'm a little bit capped on the ceiling, but I'm a little bit um, more positive on the floor as well.
0: So you're going to try and shrink it both ways? I
1: think so. I think so, yeah. I. Th- but that's why I think he's a little bit more of a safe pick at one. And the we know the Panthers are interested. Obviously, the Bryce Young... Um, prospect is there as well and that was a conversation for the number one pick for at least the past year but the panthers were even interested in him at nine you saw months and months ago before um a lot of the teams' pro days that he was at nine going to the panthers the panthers have always been interested in him but as he shot up draft boards the panthers have gone went into trade for the number one overall pick or we're not going to get our guy
0: yeah absolutely um All right, well, we'll move on now to our second overall pick and we'll get the commissioner up to announce the pick.
1: With the second overall pick, the Houston Texans select Bryce Young.
0: It's an obvious one there, isn't it? And the Texans losing in Week 18... uh, Oh, sorry, the winning again. They they won the game, but they lost out oh, they lost. on the choice. <laughs> it's a big loss there. Um, they lost out on the first overall pick, which has meant that they saw the Bears there at one. They could have gave the farm to trade up to get the certainty or watched a team jump over them and pick someone who could be their potential um prospect, their their key prospect, their key quarterback. And that's what seems to have been done. The the Carolina Panthers have jumped up to one. I don't think they lose out on Bryce Young. A lot of the reports were that Bryce Young was the prospect the Texans were looking at anyway. Um so fingers crossed for them, if that is the truth, uh the Crimson Tide player will be in Houston.
1: Yeah, and we know Houston are after a guy, and to give themselves a bit of identity. That team has been lacking identity for a long, long time. Even Basically when they had Deshaun Watson, yeah. really.
0: Um, but yeah,
1: so they I think they were still the a contender that.
0: with Sh- Deshaun Watson, though. And it, it, they need to get back to that. They need to because all the fans are thinking is, oh, we were we were a good team with this guy. We had to trade him away for obvious reasons, but they've just been stagnating with new coach after new coach, with new quarterback after new quarterback they need to write the ship and they need to get this pick right
1: i agree and i think whilst there's sm- whilst he's small there's durability concerns um there's some issues to his game overall i think he's a great prospect he's probably got the ability to be one of the best players in this draft class um being a perennial mvp candidate perhaps maybe it's a jalen hurts mode um he's small though hey he's. What is he? 5'11", I believe he is, which is not your natural height for a quarterback by any means. Um, But I still think he has the ability to play in the pocket. Um, So coaches, they'll be able to install a full comprehensive playbook and he can run the ball when he's needed as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And we've seen small quarterbacks succeed in the NFL as well. You look at you guys like Russell Wilson, even a Drew Brees type. Um, So small quarterbacks can succeed. Um, But there's always going to be that question of durability, especially after um, such a high-profile quarterback has dealt with those durability concerns, being Tua, another Alabama product who's undersized. He's drawing those comparisons a lot, and it is largely unfair because they are different players, but um, it's going to be hard to shake.
1: What would you consider as a bit of a comparison here,
0: H? Um, So, not in terms of size, because... Uh, this next comparison is a much larger player, but just in terms of the uh, athleticism, the physicality, and the arm talent, uh, Randall Cunningham is one that I've seen thrown around a lot. I've also seen a guy like Tua. Um, so a guy that can run, won't necessarily run, but has that ability there to run. He's not hes not a scramble quarterback. He's not a Lamar Jackson, but he has that ability when called upon. The floor comparison is probably a Zach Wilson. Yeah, I can see. That. Just he's—I mean, Zach Wilson. People still think he's got all those intangibles. He just hasn't put it together, and I think that's what could happen in the pro level for Jalen Hurts. Uh, sorry, not Jalen Hurts. Um, for Bryce Young, if he can't put it all together.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good pick though. I and I know they need a quarterback at this position, and there are prospects that people are saying are better than the quarterbacks on the board at this spot. Um, but you've got to draft for need, and the talents there. Um, you've got to drop a need when you need a quarterback. Because if you it's need the most a quarterback, you need a
0: quarterback. If you don't need a quarterback, you can take whatever you want. You get the you best available. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, well, it takes us to the third overall pick now and we'll wait for the commissioner to announce the pick. With the third overall pick in the 2023 Road Trip Sports Podcast NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Will Anderson- Junior. Wow. And I, I know that the Arizona Cardinals are dumpster
1: fire at the moment. Um, Bud Baker is asking for a trade. Kyler Murray is looking
0: like he's going to be out for ex- an extended part of next year, if not the whole year.
1: 100%. JJ, what's gone? It's looking grim. Um, but this is a great pick. And if apart he, from quarterback, he's probably the best. He's easily the best available, I would consider. Sidetrack. If
0: you're Jonathan Gannon, why do you take that job? Stay with the Eagles. Yeah, I know. It's, a, that, it's like, Maybe it's it, just a challenge, really. I mean, they always say that there's only 32 positions in the whole league. If you've got an opportunity to take one, take one. But is that the one you want to take? Is this the right time? Because you only get one or two shots at this. If you don't succeed as an NFL head coach, you're tarnished with that brush of being an unsuccessful coach. Yeah, I, I would oh, agree. It, it's a tough one. But anyway... He's got the job, and Will Anderson, I think, is a great fit for them. Uh, he's got speed, strength, and length, and he was productive and stood out in a very uh, competitive Alabama team.
1: Particularly in 2021, he had 17 and a half sacks, and that's what shot him up. Uh, The draft boards last year, he had 10 sacks, um, 34.5 sacks over his three-year career. So we know he can get to the quarterback, and I think he's going to be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Um, He's shown that he's been consistent consistent finishing big plays, but he needs to be a little bit better. And he sort of reminds me of a little bit of a Khalil Mack, uh, your Demarcus Lawrence. um, Yeah. I would consider it is a high floor pick floor pick. You know, you think of these outside linebackers with athleticism, with skill, you know, he's six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds. He's a big guy and, you know, whilst he had he hadn't lived up to his junior year that he had, um, I mean he's certainly performed really, really, really well at the college level.
0: That's the only uh, negative I could sort of see with the scouts was just a low in comparison production in 2022 and maybe slightly underweight, but those things can be fixed in the pros. Like production is a... The production for the whole Alabama team was down last year. So, is it is it him? Is it the team? Is it that um, other players aren't pulling their weight, which means he's seeing more attention from the offensive line? Who's to say? But I think the talent is there. And like you said, it's a very uh, high-floor pick.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a great pick here. And I, I'm surprised that the Bears traded um, back and didn't pick him number one overall just because or just because of how well and how great of a prospect he actually is. Um, But the Cardinals would be blessed to get him at this position.
0: Absolutely. All right, the commissioner is walking up. The pick is in. And we're going to see who's the fourth pick in the draft.
1: With the fourth overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts select
0: Anthony Richardson. Oh, another quarterback off the board and from the University of Florida. He's a raw talent, and I think that's the reason why he's a very much a risky pick. Um, he's only had 13 starts on his resume, but his physical skills are what is getting him up those draft boards. He's catching people's eye, and people are thinking they're going to be the coach to unlock him. And if there is... Uh, I mean, uh, Steichen could implement like a Jalen Hurts-style plan around him to get... Um, to bring in some run centric stuff, using that athleticism a lot while those pass skills come along. Um, so it's going to be an interesting challenge for a team that takes Richardson, but there's so much talent there that it's hard to look past. Yeah,
1: as you sort of mentioned, the package of physical traits is, is undeniable. Um, he's almost a super sized version of Malik Willis. We saw him as a day two pick last year for the Tennessee Titans. Um, there's monster upside, and that's what I think gets him here. Um, and with the right coach, the right development plan, um, the floor, it, people are saying is a position switch. This guy has got the ability to be anything they're saying, and which is quite ridiculous because I think he'll be a quarterback. and you know what the the NFL's developed now where a position switch isn't probably necessary. I wouldn't consider you would consider him as a gadget. Quarterback Worst case scenario Like we you see With Hill. Taysom
0: Hill Absolutely I
1: reckon that's his flaw Personally He's but, got
0: the physical Ability Yeah absolutely um, I think his ceiling Is sort of like a Prime Cam Newton uh, Where he can use That physical Hard running um, But still If he can develop Those passing skills He's got arm um, talent um, If he can develop Those Be a bit more accurate um, Then I think That that's Yeah It's a possibility.
1: I love this. I love this pick, but I love it for a funny, uh, quite a funny reason. I've got this scenario in my head. You know, he comes out there, he performs well, flashes, does his thing, shows the high floor, um, shows the high ceiling, the low floor, um, perhaps like we saw in Josh Allen in his first year. But... The scenario is, I think you know they finish in the one to five range, and they bring one of um, Indianapolis Sons. Sons, literally, I reckon they get Marvin Harrison Jr. He's already touted as a Whoa. Heisman prospect as a wide receiver, um, coming up this season.
0: Uh, uh, Wouldn't I, that just be a cool story? Could you imagine if they, uh, the NFL, implemented like a father-son rule, like, um, like the AFL has? That would be incredible to see Marvin Harrison Jr. in a in a Colts uniform.
1: And I know we're talking like we're talking way down the track here, but you know, a guy that had fourteen touchdowns and thirteen hundred yards last year, and he's going to come into his last season of college football with Ohio State, and I think he's going to be absolutely unreal. And if you're the Colts, there, it just makes so much sense. I could just imagine pairing the two together, and um, it just. Uh, it, it makes so much sense and that's why I think we've got him here at four I think it's a great pick but I'm also thinking about next year as well if I'm the Colts
0: absolutely I mean if we're future planning let's let's look at let, let them draft Marvin Harrison Jr. next year in a few years time uh, once he's finished up at Texas draft Arch Manning and we can finally get uh, Manning to Marvin Harrison once again
1: I saw he didn't perform that well in his scrimmage though hey just quickly off topic um, Manning
0: yeah uh, it, it's looking like he won't start the first year um, They're they're going to keep Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they're going to keep their starter from 2022. Um, so it's, it's Manning's job. He's got to try and win it. Um, he's, there's a lot of pressure on him because of his name. Um, it's opened a lot of doors for him, but he's still got to perform if he wants to get to the next level and you got to win those jobs. He's still a freshman. He's still young. He's still got time to develop, but jobs are there for the taking. Go win it. 100%.
1: 100 percent? Well, it looks like the commission is coming back to the board, H.
0: With the fifth overall pick in the 2023 road trip sports podcast, NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks. Select Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech.: Well, wow. well, he's probably one of the most physically
1: dominant edge players in the nation he's got outstanding length powerful hands um and he regularly last year bullied offensive linemen um I think he's probably similar to Trayvon Walker the first overall pick from last year's draft um he can line up standing or with his hand in the dirt on the inside the outside he's got a lot of flexibility and defensive coordinators are going to be loving this and this is why I think he fits into Seattle you know I have saw talk of uh, Jalen Carter um As an offensive player there But uh, his power is going to be an issue For opposing linemen And he's got a bit of star potential
0: as well, H Absolutely Uh, Looking at a player comp of uh, Carlos Dunlap um, He's got size, power, quickness And very high potential as a pass rusher The only thing that could be a drawback on him Is just, can he develop there? Can he get to that elite uh, pass rusher level, so I think he's one of those high floors, and he's got a high ceiling. But will he get there? Uh, because yeah, it's it's tough to develop as a pass rusher in the NFL. Yeah, i
1: I see a lot of I see a lot of issues here, but not many. I feel like the reason why is that every issue that I think about can be combated with his elite size 6 foot 6 270 pounds we know he's going to grow and um develop muscle in the nfl you just think he had a bit of that baby fat what looked like last year and you know he's going to get shredded he's going to get cut he's going to improve his speed um and which will in turn um improve his pass rush ability which we have touted as one of his weaknesses
0: absolutely Um, All right. The commissioner is walking back to the podium and he's got the card in his hand for the Detroit Lions. With the sixth
1: overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jalen Carter.
0: Ooh, another big addition to their defensive line. Um, He's a disruptive force that, uh, against both run and pass. And I think the biggest thing here is adding Carter and pairing him with Aiden Hutchinson. Can draw double teams, he can draw those double teams and get Hutchinson open to make those plays um, an edge. It's going to be very interesting to see if they can pair those two up together. I think that's a great pick there for the Lions.
1: I I would agree. And I think he'll demand a double team essentially every time he lines up. He'll fit in the team's front, he'll be a force to be reckoned with. Um, You pair him next to their uh, first round pick from last year. Big things are going to happen, and if Carter's medicals check out, we're probably looking at, you know, five-plus all-pro seasons. He could be huge, and he's touted as one of the best prospects in, in this draft. Um, I could see the Hawks or the Lions interchangeably making this pick. I think I might have mentioned making an offensive pick before. Uh, perhaps it may be a lineman, but I think, you know, they'll hold up. I think they need to improve that defence that being the Seahawks and the Lions here. I think both players we just mentioned are great prospects um, but I'm really excited for Jalen Carter.
0: Yeah, I think the player comp looking at it like a Fletcher Cox uh, sort of style demanding those double teams uh, really getting attention from the offensive line. He's got quickness, power, a very fast reaction time. The only negative um, that we could sort of find was a lack of sack production, but he's a defensive tackle, uh, and that's not always his job. So as long as he, the defensive line around him can get sacks and he can relieve some of that pressure on some of the other pass rushes, then he's doing his job. So I think it's a great pick there.
1: Yeah, I, I love the pick, H. I love the pick. Um, once again, similar to similar to Wilson, you expect that the sack production will improve. Um, You would expect that he'll be able to get to the quarterback more often. And as attention gets drawn to Hutchinson, you would think that um, Carter slips through the cracks. And if Carter's getting the attention, you think it helps out Hutchinson. And I think that's what really helps the Lions. And if they can establish some secondary um, picks, maybe a trade-up in the first or get a guy in the second or third with some athleticism and some talent, um, that would be unreal, especially now they've lost their um, quarterback pick from a few years ago.
0: Mm, For sure, for sure. All right, the uh, commissioner's walking back up to the podium. With the seventh overall pick in the 2023 Road Trip Sports Podcast NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Devon Witherspoon wow so this
1: would probably be our first major surprise there is a couple of cornerbacks that are touted um, to be above him, but it's the elite athleticism that's got him to this position, H. Um, coaching staffs so are already talking about falling in love with him and um, making the pick higher up the draft, and I think the Raiders do this. They need a cornerback um, very, very much, and I think if he can get on the right side of a coach, um, you know, we saw a couple of issues with his discipline last year with pass interference, but a lot of people... Um, calling Source Gardener comparisons. He's a little bit on the smaller side, six foot, 185 pounds, um, but I think he's going to be ready to play early and to make an impact early.
0: Yeah, he seems to be great in man-to-man coverage. Very hard hitter, can force the ball out. Um, Jair Alexander is the player comp we've got for him. Um, Some of the negatives you mentioned uh, were his small frame and he can get caught holding, but usually with the small... he's, He's still six foot, so he can build muscle on that. Um, Yeah, I think it's a great pick there once again. It's a very surprising pick, um, but hopefully the Raiders have made the right decision. But for the moment, the commissioner is going to the podium. With the eighth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez arguably is the best corner in the class Uh, Colorado transfer um, big time athlete who is still growing into the position he's got the size strength and speed 4.3840 so he is ready to burn um, and ready to keep up with a lot of the fastest NFL wide receivers just needs a bit of uh, improvement in his run support
1: yeah I think the right pick at seven probably was this guy but I just think, um, as I mentioned, prospects, uh, well, Witherspoon as a prospect has really impressed some coaches. But I think Gonzalez is that guy that um, you look for in a cornerback. He's great at press coverage. Um, Once he learns to be a little bit less handsy, he'll be fantastic. He showed uh, signs of correcting that last season, in his college season. Um, And I think he'll be a bona fide. cornerback one for a team next year and a player that quarterbacks will deliberately avoid.
0: Absolutely. Um, looking at AJ Terrell uh, there as our player comp for that one. But we're going to move on now to the ninth overall pick. With the ninth overall pick in the 2023 Road Trip Sports Podcast NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Peter Skoronsky.
1: Great pick here, and you would certainly expect that the the Bears make a pick. Um, Of an offensive lineman particularly last year with Justin Fields they want to be able to protect him Um, he's a great pick here there's talks of uh, Johnson as well but I think he's got the athleticism here Skoronski to make up for the lack of length that he does have Uh, it could be an excellent left tackle he is a bit flexible in the positions that he can play his floor sort of is that
0: move inside I think that is his biggest strength as a pick here is that he is so flexible. He can play anywhere on the line. I think it's a great pick there. Um, Rashawn Slater is the player comp we've got for him. Um, now, the only negatives that team and why he might fall on draft boards is that he might just be seen as an interior lineman. He might not have the length um, that it's needed for a tackle position and the tackle positions are the premium um, offensive line position. So they might see him as not... Uh, being able to, they might see him as not being able to play that position.
1: Yeah, but I think that as we sort of touched on, whether he plays tackle, whether he plays guard, I think he's going to be a long-time stalwart on the line. He's going to be that player that the Bears can rely on. If some, We know teams year after year face injuries on their offensive line and everyone goes, oh, this is just... Our left end is just our left side is just so bad because we've lost one player. Or our our interior is very, very bad, we're just getting beat up the middle every time because our center's out or our guards out, whatever it may be. But his ability to fill a hole will be crucial for the Bears because they can just plug him anywhere. And a team that's trying to develop and protect Justin Fields needs flexibility on the offensive line, which I think is why they make a smart pick rather than a reach here.
0: Very good point there. Now we have big news from the draft. We have a trade to announce. The Philadelphia Eagles have traded the 10th overall pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: And it looks as though the commission is coming to the board. H. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Will Levis. Ooh. So with that tenth overall pick, H. Will Levis, a great Kentucky prospect, six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds.
0: I like it. I like it too. I think that there is questions about his inconsistent accuracy. There's questions about turnovers. Um, but even with the Baker Mayfield signing, the Bucks could look for to put another young QB into the mix, um, just to have options, just to have players there at the position that could um, break out, that could flash. Ironically enough. Inconsistent accuracy in turnovers is probably Baker Mayfield's biggest weakness. Um, So if you're coaching them both the same thing, that's got to work right. Exactly, exactly. But you've got to also consider that he could
1: work really, really well in a system where he's able to sit for a year. And they may stress down the track and say, all right, well, Baker's not working out. And I'd probably say they will. Um, Let's chuck him in now. But if they make that a smart decision, look, I, n- I know he probably won't be Josh Allen, but I don't think he's Blake Bortles either. Uh, I think he enters the NFL ticking um, the boxes on all the physical traits. He's um, had experience in the trendy Shanahan-style offense. If he sharpens his process, processing, um, I think he's a bit of a franchise quarterback. His food choices, though, I reckon that's a uh, seventh rounder. Whoa.
0: Mayo in his coffee and eats bananas with skin on. That it get in the bin. That that is worth being undrafted. <laughs> just let him live out in the middle of Kentucky.
1: So some positives: H size, strength, um, athleticism, and it's He's just got all some of those intangibles. He's just got to put does. it all together. He does, yeah, and that's why the the Josh Allen comps come up. Um, there's comps from other players in particular. That Sam Darnold comparison there is a bit of a flaw.
0: I've heard Jay Cutler as well, which is like a, ooh, big arm and nothing else. Um, hopefully it doesn't turn out to be that. Uh, we're going to run you through quickly uh, the next uh, order. So I'm going to read from 11 to 20. Ole will read from 21 to 31. So, um, Tending to see Titans uh, at number 11, select Paris Johnson Jr. Quick thought, Ole? Lineman, much needed. Uh, at number 12 Houston Texans Select Jackson Smith uh, n- That one Jigba <laughs> Yep
1: <laughs> um, Thoughts um, Great receiver There is a few options here Where they may pick Another receiver Particularly You're looking at guys Like say Flowers Jordan Addison Even the uh, Heisman winner Quinton Johnson Quentin Johnson up Winning the Heisman Or did he No he was a Heisman finalist No
0: finalist Yeah Yeah um, New York Jets uh, at number 13, select
1: Broderick Jones. Another uh, offensive lineman prospect here, I believe. I don't know a lot about Broderick Jones, but he's um, he's got some great feet uh, offensive tackle for the Georgia Bulldogs. So um, he's had some
0: experience winning. Hopefully um, that can carry over. Hopefully not if he's being uh, drafted by the Jets. Uh, at number 14, the New England Patriots select Nolan Smith. Another Georgia
1: prospect, linebacker this time, um, another winner. Hopefully the Patriots are
0: uh, getting a guy that can help them win. At number 15, the Green Bay Packers select Michael Mayer. Now, you might have some more thoughts for this one. I do a little bit.
1: Um, I think the Packers fans get a bit of a consolation here. I don't think they pick a receiver in this first round, but I don't think they pick A defensive player It is still a chance But I think May is a good pick Particularly because he's a fantastic prospect Out of of Notre Dame Um, But with that said I think that he's already Talked with the team He's a chance He's a chance to come in And um, make an impact Particularly with some loss Of some players in Tonyan. He's gone to the Bears I believe So that would fill that
0: position as well Uh, Yep, next one up. uh, Commanders select Joey Porter Jr. at 16. Joey Porter Jr. is a bit of an interesting prospect.
1: We know the Commanders need a cornerback, so I think that's a great pick here. From Penn State, H, did you have a lot to do with him? Did you watch a lot of his football, or was he just one of those guys that filled a hole and you didn't really notice him?
0: Um, He definitely locked down a lot of... um, a lot of receivers during the year. I thought he played fairly well down the stretch. He's going to be great for the commanders, and they're going to select another Penn State player. So um, maybe I'll have to have a soft spot for them, but their owner is garbage. So. Well, they're looking to move, trade, they're looking to
1: trade, they're looking to uh, trade the owner more or less and looking to get a new ownership group in. So. <laughs> well, once
0: that new ownership group in, maybe I might support them a bit more because they do have quite a few um, Penn State talent. Uh, 17, Steelers select Darnell Wright, offensive tackle. Um,
1: Lots of uh, puppy fat, more or less. They're, they're trying to work this guy into um, a piece and a force to be reckoned reckon with, but was a consensus five-star prospect um, a little bit ago now.
0: Um, we're just going to run through them uh, the rest of these ones very quickly. Um, so we're up to number 18, the Detroit Lions selects uh, Deontay Banks. Um, number 19, Philadelphia Eagles select uh, Kalijah Kansi. Uh, number 20, the Seattle Seahawks selects uh, Lucas Van Ness. Ollie, do you want to take us 21 to 31? Uh, 21, the LA Chargers select Zay
1: Jones, receiver off the board with speed. Baltimore Ravens at 22 select Jordan Addison, another great receiver. Minnesota Vikings select Quinton Johnson. He falls a little bit, but a great receiver there. Um, this is sort of where we always see the receivers come off the board, similar sort of thing. Then mm. we move into our safeties and corners. Uh... Jags select Brian Blanch, Giants select John Michael Schmidt at 25 26 is the Dallas Cowboys and they select one of the best prospects in the draft steel. John Robinson absolutely steal at 27 the Buffalo Bills select Jack Campbell at 28 the Cincinnati Bengals select Dalton Kincaid tight end at 29 the New Orleans Saints select Nolan Smith steal 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 the Philadelphia Eagles select Osiris Torrance and with the last pick in the first round a massive slider is Miles Murphy and the Kansas City Chiefs take him with
0: 31 and at number 32 the Miami Dolphins select absolutely no one because Stephen Ross decided to diddle with Tom Brady on a boat (laughs) he didn't even go (laughs) (sighs) if only you saw him at the Dolphins I might uh, what what else to say? I mean, I don't care if you lose a draft pick, at least get the guy and win a Super Bowl with him. Like, we've we've lost a draft pick for having a conversation with the bloke. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, um yeah, well, it's, 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 it's who knows going. if he was on the boat to talk about football? What if he's just personal, close personal mates with Stephen Ross? That's ah, a chance. No. Who's to say? The
1: billionaires love to spend time with each other. So, absolutely. Well, HR probably concludes our 2023 mock draft and review of some players. There, um, we had a bit of an idea coming into this. Uh, not, we're not extensive college watchers so you may or may not like some of our calls. Um, I pretty much said the whole way through it was well, they were all great picks there because that's the way we probably would, would uh, have that pan out. Um, but be sure to let us know if you think anyone should have been in the top 10 or there are any surprising picks that you agreed or disagreed
0: with. Absolutely. We're going to move on now to our next segment, uh, which is the best number one overall picks draft. So I'm going to quickly run you through... Uh, and sorry, I won't quickly run you through. We'll let us pick them as we go, but, um, it's everyone from the year 2000. So we're, we're not going to go too far down the line. We're just going to take the most recent ones, um, as they're the players we actually know and have seen play and aren't your obvious ones, but, um, let's go through them now. Oh, who is your first pick?
1: Um, I'm picking for talent and I'm picking as though I'm a, a random team, um, and in 10 years' time, I think I'm going to be picking Joe Burrow here. So, I'm going to pick Joe Burrow here right now.
0: It could be a bit of a reach considering I, there's some guys there. I think it's a. Oh, it's just because of the pedigree. I wasn't looking to go Joe Burrow that early. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the league right now. Well, he's an LSU
1: boy. And if I'm picking number one overall out of those guys, I'm taking him. Um, as a prospect, he was just uh, unreal. So, and I think he's already showed it early in his NFL career. He doesn't have a Super Bowl or, but in, you know, if he wasn't in the AFC and he was in the NFC, I think he would have already made a Super Bowl by now. So yeah, we'll see.
0: So I'm going to go with the number two pick. I'm going to go with someone who, while he might not be your favorite person in this list, he has the championship pedigree uh, to back it up. Now, the other thing as well is he didn't actually do it for the team that drafted him, but it was a draft day trade. We'll count him as being a giant forever and always. Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl MVP, and the reason Tom Brady doesn't have an undefeated season on his resume. Yeah, it's the obvious pick here. Yeah, there isn't a better accolade than that. Stopping Tom Brady. Um, The number three overall pick, uh, pick is where I've got some issues. There's lots of guys there. There's lots of um interesting options. So I'm going to have to go with another Super Bowl winner. Someone who, is, who played in a middling franchise for the longest time and got traded um, to the Bright Lights and ended up bringing a Super Bowl home to those Bright Lights. The Bright Lights of Hollywood and the number one pick, of Matthew Stafford I like it Another safe pick here
1: H <laughs> 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 No, nah, it's the right Jerk. pick It's the right pick um, I'm going to go with another quarterback I'm going to take Michael Vick here um, Interesting But you
0: know you got to take him on the field and off I'm still a four time pro bowler um, He'll leave your team in a couple of years Because he's uh, in jail But also
1: we're picking this now um, <laughs> And I feel like the players are a lot more in check in the 20s than they are in the thousands and i feel like the dynamic offenses that we see today he would just thrive
0: He, he is a very talented football player um so i'm
1: sort of taking this as if i'm drafting them yeah not with their career but with their talent
0: at the time see i'm kind of i'm doing the opposite i'm drafting their i feel like i'm drafting their accolades and the quarterback, they were in the pros.
1: Yeah, which is probably why you win this draft, but that's that's fine. I'm Here's just say, I'm taking it.
0: Uh, it's actually been interesting. We might actually have to post the uh, draft standings all time on our uh, Instagram story because it's been very interesting. You started out with the big streak um, that was very um, publicized on our draft, but I've got a few of the last, the most recent ones, so... Be interesting to see who wins this one. Who's your next pick? I'm just not
1: going to pick a quarterback here. I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. Um, Drafted in 2017. He's already seen four Pro Bowls in 2018, 2020, 2021, and 2022. And I think he's pretty close. If he he was pretty close last year, I think he's a big chance to win the Defensive Player of the Year again uh, this year. He'll be around that mark.
0: Yeah, good call there. Um, Well, my next pick is going to be the only the only player on this list to actually win an NFL MVP um and this one can also be someone who showed all the the prowess in college and if we were redrafting it today um Cam Newton was an absolute phenom um, for many of the early parts of his career I think he's an exceptional talent and I think he would be a great pick here um for my team I would agree
1: H um Back to that, um, yeah, back to that quarterback mold. I would say there's plenty
0: here. There are plenty here. Um, And I'm going to go quarterback again. I'm going to go with a man who was touted as the best prospect possibly ever, or at least since Peyton Manning himself. It's another Indianapolis Colt. It's Andrew Luck. He... His career ended early due to injury slash early retirement. However, his time in the league was absolutely exceptional. He was a top five quarterback in every single season he played. Um, he came into the league with such a high standing and high pedigree. Actually lived up to it. Didn't bring a championship to uh, Indianapolis. But if he stuck around, he might have done it.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good pick here. Um, this is where it gets tough. This is where it gets really tough for me. Um... Mmm. Well, I can't see Kyler Murray getting too much better, so I'm not gonna pick him just yet. I might not pick him at all. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with because I'm doing it not for name value and I think I'm already lost because of this pick, but I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Jake the Snake Long. I think he was a a great um tackle for the Dolphins. You don't like the pick? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it was a waste of a pick where it was um in that draft and yeah he was talented but uh, no nah. well
1: I'm just picking him coming out of college and we saw him straight away um straight away pretty well being all pro player um and, and a pro bowler so I'm just thinking as a prospect that I'm taking tackles are hard to get I know I'm, I could go with the name value here but that's why I'm sort of like I'm just sort of picking for talent. I don't know. This is the this is what I'm going with this draft. It'll probably lose me the draft, but that's all right.
0: We'll see. Um and your last pick all.
1: If I'm going for talent, I might as well go with um might as well go with Baker Mayfield, right? <laughs> um, I wouldn't do Bold, it would, Let's I see if it pays off for it. I wouldn't do it to myself. Seriously.
0: <laughs> I think you've actually deleted Baker Mayfield off our list. I did, I wasn't
1: even gonna touch him. Um I might t- touch touch Jamarcus Russell though.
0: Yuck. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's what she said.
1: <laughs> oh god. Wasn't he uh, a fail for the I just uh, love
0: I love the story of the Raiders sending him, giving him a blank tape and saying it's film um, about X and o, whatever, whatever they told him. But they, they basically said that, yeah, that he it, it was a film. You need to go watch the film. Came back the next day. He said, oh, yeah, it was a great film about blah, blah, blah coverage. And they were like, yeah, the film was blank, mate. We know you're lying. We know you're not watching film. Um, hilarious. Yeah. Look, man, I probably
1: shouldn't have picked Jack Long, to be honest. <laughs> But I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a good prospect yet to be seen. But I think um, I'm gonna take the
0: risk here. I think that's a really good call. Um, the way you've drafted, I think that one makes the most sense. Um, now I'm looking at the board, and I think there's some options. You could look at an Eric Fisher who started poorly, as some were as one of the worst. Um number one overall picks, but he sort of rounded into form. He stayed with the Chiefs and he won a Super Bowl with them. Um, so, he's done pretty well there. I'm not going to go him though. There's two that I'm trying to pick between. And I think, uh, I think I'm think i going to have to go. With, uh, I'm choosing between Carson Palmer and Alex Smith. I feel like both of them were steady quarterbacks for a very long time, um, made an impact on two different franchises, being um, the Bengals and Cardinals for Palmer, and the Niners and Chiefs uh, for Alex Smith. <sighs> it's a hard one. I'm Toss gonna. A coin. I'm gonna go with. Carson Palmer.
1: Great decision. Because you could never go with Alex Smith after he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick to even begin with in that draft.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I think Carson Palmer was a clear number one overall pick if he wasn't drafted to um if he wasn't drafted to the, the Bengals. Oh Carson, Carson Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, if he wasn't drafted yeah. to the Bengals, he might have had more success. He was a very talented player, just couldn't always stay healthy and um and all that, but I think he was a great player overall. Oh, Let's go, go through our drafts. Old, do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, I'll just change Jake Long to Baker Mayfield for the memes. Can I
0: actually do that? I will absolutely let <laughs> you do that. Uh, Why not? No, nah,
1: I, I, should, I should change it to Kyle Amari for the memes.
0: Um, no. <laughs> I think Kyle Murray gives you a better actually, chance. you know what?
1: I think I've already flanked this draft. I'm going to put Baker Mayfield in there. I know you'll consent to that because it's hilarious. (laughs) Absolutely. But um, and just see if that slips through the cracks and I still win. Will will you? Will
0: you let me make Baker Mayfield the photo? No, you can't. Not that severe. (laughs) I wanted to try and be a little bit subtle.
1: Okay. So if you if you've already voted and you're listening now and. Please don't go back I don't think you can change your You can't updates. go back and change it You Let's can make go. a
0: second account if you really want and follow us We always like um, new followers So if you want to keep voting and make sure your vote is heard Make lots of fake accounts Be like the Russian bots you all know and love um, But do you want to take us through your team Ol? Uh, The team that all the Russian bo- bots will be voting for? <laughs> Apparently um, I've got Joe
1: Burrow, Michael Vick, Miles Garrett Baker Mayfield and Trevor Lawrence
0: and I've got Eli Manning, uh, Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, and Carson Palmer. I what are
1: think- you going to do with five quarterbacks on your roster, mate?
0: <laughs> bombs. Bombs. <laughs> Philly special. Um, I think that the biggest thing... I mean, you've, you've got four quarterbacks, <laughs> Yeah, but at least I've got someone uh, on the deep Ma- end. Michael Vick can be a glorified <laughs> running back for you, I guess. Oh, exactly. Um, but I think the biggest thing we've realized in this is that number one picks have largely been a bit bleh.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, a lot of people said that Hutchinson should have went over Walker in last year's draft, and I know it's still early days, but I would have still made the Hutchinson pick. Look, five years' time, Walker could be that star prospect, um, but oh, I don't know. It's either a quarterback or a little bit of
0: a reach here, like for past years. It's sort of a bit strange in that respect. Absolutely. Uh, we'll move on down to our mailbag. First question uh, comes from Peter from Wang, who asks: Should the NFL draft be held in the reigning champion city? It is what we're seeing this year. We've got the uh, Kansas City are hosting the NFL draft. Should it be something that follows the champion city around?
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, I thought to myself, what if it was the Super Bowl runner-up? Like for instance, you know, um, a team that goes really far but you know gets nothing but at least gets the draft you know you've done well enough to make the Super Bowl here's the draft the next year it just doesn't make it just doesn't feel right though you know what I mean so like rewarding losing more or less yeah Um, but anything to sort of counter um, tanking and they could do it as a playoff team you have to be a playoff team to do it. I
0: mean counter tanking I mean, if you're a Super Bowl champion, you're not exactly thinking.
1: Well, taking. that's that's what I mean. Maybe it's a, it's a playoff team because if yeah. you think about it, um, you, you know, you want to be down the bottom so you can get a better pick. But if, if the incentive is to bring your town, your city, um, your team money from having this draft and... I couldn't tell you the statistics behind how much the NFL draft and the cities make out of the NFL draft, but you would presume it's a little bit of money. You'd presume it's profitable for them and um, it brings in some revenue. So let's just say if you're a playoff team, you've got a shot at it. It's almost like the uh, reverse hard knocks, mate.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna push back on a little bit, and I'm gonna say no, just because of the logistics of organising it. They've got these things planned out so many years in advance. Like they announced that Kansas City were hosting this year's one, many many years in advance. I just don't know if they'd be able to logistically get it done. It's a big event that requires a lot of planning. I know it's a boring bureaucracy answer, but yeah, no, like
1: it's realistically, realistically, like way it's to go it's, about
0: it. it's like trying to host the Super Bowl in it, in it the previous champion or whatever like it's tr- like trying to move that around um and not have it announced well in advance it you need the planning especially in a city, in a country like america where there's so much red tape legalities i don't know that it could happen but um like i like the idea the idea, in the theory, idea i yes. like
1: the idea i like just logistically no
0: absolutely yeah uh next one speaking about ideas that we may or may not like uh what were your thoughts on the gather round are you happy for Adelaide to host for three more years? That question came from our one of our podcast favourites, Joe from Newcastle.
1: Uh round, around great success. Really enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed the two games at a Friday. Finishing up work at five o'clock. Made sure I finished up on five on a Friday. And then uh, walked home and there was footy already on the TV. And I was like, oh, well, jump on KO from Fantastic. start. Um, Skip the quarter time and then I was back. Um, by the end of, by half time, I basically, um, just caught up and watched the second half live, but the ability to do that was unreal. And then just when you thought you were exhausted, you have yourself a bit of dinner and watch the, uh, Richmond V Swans game. So that was
0: really cool. What a cracker that one turned out to be as well.
1: Yeah. And I don't think we'll see, like by all means, I don't think we'll see two Friday night games moving forward. I know the NRL does it. The AFL, I probably still wouldn't recommend that they do it. I like the one. Um, But it is cool to see it on a rare occasion. Um, It was great. It was a success uh, for Adelaide. But that's the question in the second part here. Should they be hosting it for another three years? It's confirmed they are. What are your thoughts, Gil? I'm torn, mate. I'm really torn because I think they need to establish it gather around they need to establish gather around and then they can move it to another city or to other cities to sort of expand the sport um if they just move it around it won't get as much um traction to start um so perhaps if they get it established in Adelaide and they go off for the next year it's in Sydney or Brisbane and it moves around but I think they're trying to establish the concept early rather than the principle that they're trying to bring more people to the sport
0: a lot of people have said that um, oh, the crowds are a bit lacklustre and oh, you could see so many empty seats and then why don't we host in Melbourne? Um, and they, they were like, oh, if we host it in Melbourne, we'll we'll fill the seats, it'll be easy. But that's every weekend.
1: Yeah, can I just say, quite frankly, if you live in Victoria and have that opinion, you're an absolute moron. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like,
0: it's one of the stupidest opinions I've seen online.
1: Seriously, you... We go to Melbourne We travel to Melbourne To be able to watch Three games in a weekend Yeah Well what do you What do you want Like you just want A couple extra games When every weekend You've got the ability To go to like Three or four games You can go to a game At the G And then go to a game At Marvel Like literally Most weekends Yeah Back to back Yeah like you might miss a quarter or whatever, but like that's the same principle for Gather Round. I just, just think it's the dumbest take ever from the uh, from the Vicks there, mate. And, and I'm not yeah. often to criticize them, but <laughs> I'm going to criticize them for that because that's a terrible opinion.
0: Yeah, I honestly think it's great. It's 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 supposed to develop the sport and I think that it's a footy hungry area naturally and it's going to promote a lot of tourism in the area. I think that it's also easy for everyone to get to. It's a footy-hungry area that everyone can get to. Melbourne people, it's easy. Trek over to Adelaide. Um, Perth, it's a bit shorter for them to travel um, instead of having to travel all the way to Melbourne to watch lots and lots of footy. Um, New South Wales and uh, Queensland have to travel a bit, bit further. But if you want something different, like we can already travel to Melbourne to see... Like you said, we can already travel to Melbourne to see that. If you want to see a different area, you want to go for a, like a weekend trip to Adelaide, why not?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um I think I would have... Well, we know it's already set for three years. Adelaide, three years. Give it to Perth for two years. Maybe it's the next is Tassie because Tassie starts... I
0: would love to see Tassie yeah, have a maybe gathering. Tassie
1: get the first two years because that's when they're introduced to the league.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. That
1: sort of lines up. What are we thinking? I think in 2026, so that's probably around that time. Um, if they get a team in 2029, maybe it's two years in WA and then a year in... Or three years in WA...
0: Because um, it should be about getting new fans in. It should be an yeah. easy experience for kids to go to, for everyone to go to and go, great, I could just watch some high-quality footy, get involved with the game, find a team I want to support, um, and go from there. Um, all right, we'll move on to the next question now. At Peter, Peter, Peter 1919 has asked, thoughts on the AFL's crackdown on tackles? It feels like the AFL is cracking down on everything. I've seen them crack down on bumps. I've seen them crack down on um, descent. I've seen them crack down on players breathing too hard. Um, what are your thoughts, Sol? We need consistency, mate. Is the uh, is the end of it? I think we need. I think we talked about this last year. Consistency is the biggest bane of my existence um, with the current umpiring product in the AFL.
1: How on earth will Day gets two weeks for a tackle? I know it's a dangerous tackle. I'm. Um, I'm a lawyer, everything works in a table of offences. I understand the process. I understand how it works. I understand why they make the decision. But as a football fan, I don't understand how Will Day can get two weeks for a standard tackle, a standard footy action. Yes, they're trying to stamp that sort of action out of the game. But Pickett jumps, Kasai Pickett jumps in the air at Bailey Smith and gets two weeks. One is an action that is a football action. Yes, they're trying to rub it out, as I said. But another one is an action where a player is forcefully jumping out of the air, off both feet, to bump someone, makes contact with the head, and that's two weeks.
0: It just doesn't make sense.
1: Where is the... You can't compare any of them. Like, Patrick Cripps gets off last, last year, and everyone goes, if that was over again... I think, he, I think he'd probably get suspended. I would do. But we haven't seen any... All we asked for last year was consistency. All we're asking for now is consistency.
0: I don't um, even care where that line is. Yeah. But like, as long as it's, a cl- it's clear to fans, it's clear to everyone, this is the line, this is, this is what's worth one game, this is what's worth two. Like, there's not that clear... Like, it's just like the AFL makes up these arbitrary numbers out of thin air. goes, that one, four weeks, that one, two weeks, that one gets off free
1: yeah well like i i have a special interest in sports law so i always look at the tribunals look at how they categorize each offense and as i said one offense may be categorizes two weeks and one offense may be categorizes two weeks and a completely different actions but they fit this table now practically it doesn't like it doesn't work that way it's like but that's that's the problem with the table then well, it's a—it's pro- just the problem with the way that—that's a problem with the process. It's problem with—it's the problem with the process. It's like if—if if, um a person commits murder and a person commits um assault, and like that, yes, they're two different actions. Yes, what they one, they're, yes, both they're both forceful for, 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 for contact, duh, 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 whatever. But they're completely different offences, and you can't judge them the same way, based on a table. Which is sort of why they're like, oh, we well, we got to assess this, this, and this, and it's like who makes these decisions and when they appeal or the appeals now um, a lot of the appeals that go forward and are put to the tribunal they've got all sorts of hesitance to um, rebut their decision because they think it makes them look bad and I think it does but with that said because they've got that opinion now they're not going to change anything and what they're setting now is a precedent so yet the thoughts on the crackdown is if, that if they don't get this right now i think it establishes a horrible precedent i think they aren't getting it right now which is why no. i think it's a bad thing
0: i agree i agree um last question comes from noah from newcastle who asks did arsenal fumble the bag yes absolutely Big
1: time uh what were they up two nil after like 20 minutes after 10 minutes wasn't it 10 yeah. minutes yeah um end up two all with west ham and i think i mentioned and I think you looked at me a bit weird and a few people messaged me being like, oh, okay, you sure about that? I said that I think Man City will clip them. Now, it's uh, 74 points to Arsenal, 70 points to Man City, Man City with the game in hand. Um, mm. You would think you would think that they get the win um, against Brighton. I know it's postponed now, but then it's the matchup against Arsenal. If Man City win against Arsenal, I think it's... They won the league. They will have won the league, I think. So...
0: Um, Guardiola's side will be ready to go too. Oh like they're, yeah, for they're, sure. They're going to be ready. They're going to be hitting their form. They're not going to drop another game. It's just going to be. It's going to come down to that matchup. Arsenal have to beat Man City and have to hold on to all these points. They can't drop any more points.
1: It's great to see, but I think that seriously decides. Um, I think that decides
0: the the EPL. That one game. It's good for the EPL though, because it's good that these late games matter and that the teams who are vying for the cup are playing each other late.
1: I think it also helps that Man City um won their first leg three nil as well in the Champions League.
0: So they're not gonna be at, like they you still obviously they want to stay in the Champions League. They've never won one, um, as I like to point out. But there's not often, as much pressure. They're, they're there's gonna, not as much pressure, they don't have they don't have to come back from a deficit.
1: Yeah, they're gonna have to lose three nil or three nil would take extra would time. Be, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? They're gonna have to almost lose four nil i think yeah. they got the away which means three the one away well, goals Away one, goals don't do matter anymore okay really they, they, took changed that, that.
0: they took that away a couple of years ago yeah oh well, there you go um because of all the strife of about been playing too much fever
1: then mate <laughs> 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 they still haven't changed on fever <laughs> haven't they really hey. not for well it's not an official i swear to god they haven't eh?
0: yeah no it, it definitely has changed it's a conversation i've had with my brother many times um about why it doesn't make sense but um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting title race uh, to the finish. I hope Arsenal win it. I just don't want to see Man City win again. I think it's boring for the league. Um, I'm not necessarily an Arsenal fan, but I think it's exciting. They've built a young squad. Arteta's doing great for them. Um, hold on, Arsenal. Come on. <laughs> I don't know who I'd love to see win the Champions League.
1: Um, it's probably going to be... I want to see Real go up against Man City because I
0: would... I would love to see Madrid crush their hopes and dreams that would be Madrid. yeah i think they're playing next round though it's already um the, imagine, winner, um, the winner of madrid chelsea could you imagine in inter v um, milan
1: City. though i know i oh, know that milan's <sighs> inter v milan that would be awesome
0: uh, that would be unreal um could you imagine the civil war um in milan you know, in that?
1: a champions league semi oh that would be that would be unreal imagine a final like I would want to be, would I would want to be. Would Holland, actually die? Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: um, I, I think they'd have to call off the game just for um, just for public safety. Um, we'll move on to our locks now. Now uh, we didn't uh, have an episode last week, so the couple of weeks ago, the Saints uh, beat the Suns, uh, putting me on two points. Adesanya also beat Pereira, um, putting you on two points. All. Uh, and who is your lock for this week? Um, going Penrith to beat the Rabbitohs. They had a bit of a scare
1: against the Knights. you reckon they'll uh, right the ship? Yeah, I do. I do. I think um, they're a better team than the Rabbitohs. And I don't know. I'm just just going with this one this week. It was a bit of a stab in the dark. Um, I think Penrith is still a great team despite everyone's comments early.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to go your Carlton Blues uh, to take down the St. Kilda Saints. You prick. <laughs> <You're> pretty- <laughs> oh, I always love doing this. Um, so, yeah, either way, uh, I win. All right. Well, um, <laughs> we look forward to a,
1: a big week of sports coming up. Uh, it's the nba playoffs they're on really really exciting we've got some really really exciting series which i'm sure we'll probably um, have a bit more context and a bit more to discuss next week we may be looking to do another sort of draft special reviewing the draft and, and what was um, of the nfl draft 2023 who went number one um, where did anthony richardson go how, did, how far did johnson fall all the stories. Did the Dolphins trade up to get a running back?
0: Did they get Bijan Robinson? Oh, don't get me too excited. That would. Um, did the Dolphins? Uh, who did the Dolphins trade for? They could trade for anyone. They're 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 all in. Dolphins are in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and um, I've got a mate that's uh, just done a uh, trip round America. Uh, he's been to Portland. He's been to a lot of different cities. He's a Dolphins fan, so begrudgingly, I'm gonna have to deal with two on the podcast. But I'm really keen to get him on in the future as well to discuss about his trip and inevitably discuss how good the dolphins are going to go this year um i'm sure h is looking forward to that
0: i'm absolutely excited um well yeah that's it for our podcast today um thank you once again for listening if you've enjoyed the podcast make sure you follow us on all of our socials we're on facebook instagram and tiktok at road trip sports pod uh you find us on youtube road trip sports podcast is what you need to search any inquiries you've got road trip sports podcast at gmail.com or you can slide into any of our dms that's at road trip sports pod once again this episode was sponsored by major sports collectibles australia for any of your collectible needs whether it's something that they're already selling or you'd like them to source something for you make sure to get in touch jerseys helmets and any collectibles that is on your mind uh, they can source it for you at major sports collectibles on facebook and Instagram. We hope you have a great week. Hope your team wins unless they're playing the Swans, the Blues, or the Tigers. Or the Warriors. <laughs> or the Warriors or Play the Lakers or there's too much sport, too little time. Madrid, uh, Liverpool. Um, just don't beat our teams, please. <laughs> if your team's playing someone else, don't care. Don't beat our teams. Um, but we will see you next time. See you up.